Not plugged in, that'd help if it's plugged in. Fucking <laughs> hell. Alright, two, two, one, two. Too hot. Too hot to handle. Did you hear that the 12th of December is National Sound Test Day? International Sound Test Day? No, really? One, two, one, two. <laughs> one, two, one, two. Oh! One, two, one, two. <laughs> what a great joke to open on. Her- Hercules. Where are we, Richie? Uh, we are in St. Anne's Park. Yeah. Which is a bit of a departure. Our first. I hear geese. Like, oh, look at that. Those geese are migrants. They're not even flying in a V formation. Where That's- are their visas? They're from Iceland. Or Greenland. Yeah. Uh, but we are in St. Anne's Park walking probably the most precious creature on the planet, your puppy Hercules. Oh, <laughs> and, and your and dog. <laughs> uh, your chocolate Labrador puppy, yep. who I've known for about 16 hours. But even so, I can't imagine my life without him now. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah, that effect on people. Yeah. Uh, but you tell me, what are, we, what are we doing here? Why are we walking around uh, Park uh, on this beautiful, beautiful, what day is it? Tuesday, Tuesday morning Tuesday. Uh, with our podcasting equipment looking like a pair of tools. Because we are a pair of tools, <laughs> so there's no getting away from that. Uh-huh. Um, and you had the idea once of recording a podcast as we go for a walk. Yeah, I, don't, so, uh, yeah, I think that was the extent of my idea. That's as far as you got. And that's, then I was like, hey, I got a puppy that needs to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And then after about 30 minutes... Like 30 hours, sorry, I may as well not, of like staring at a whiteboard, putting strings together. I went, <gasps> put them together. Yeah. It was like so, a yeah, beautiful mind. Is that scene from Beautiful Mind where you're just scribbling yeah, on a, on I a was window? Like throwing tables around. And I was like, no, I can't look out the window. <gasps> that dog's wearing camouflage gear. Been loads of times before. He's super cool. Oh, I almost didn't see him there with the camouflage. <laughs> Eric? Oh, yeah. Hello. Hi. What's your name? <laughs> I see. He said hello. <laughs> He's a very happy fella. Come on, Eric. But yeah, so it's it's a little context. It's New Year's Day when this episode's going out. So first of all, Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year, Richie. Happy New Year, listeners. Happy New Year, Herc. What are your what are your and your resolutions for the year, Hercules? Be more adorable. Impossible. <laughs> you can't set your goals so high, Herc. You're just going to fail. Exactly. You'll never fail at anything. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you found a stick. Um, just love yeah, sticks. So a lot a lot of podcasts take take time off around this time of year, but rather than do that, we thought we'd do this little something different, something a little bit more. Off the cuff, I guess. Yeah. Not that our shows are particularly on the cuff, on the cuff, <laughs> or on <laughs> anything really. But I couldn't show you a cuff if you asked me to. No, <laughs> I don't even know where the expression comes from. Really, it's um, probably got something to do with cuffs. actual cuffs. Yeah. Yeah, but were people like writing scripts on cuffs that they yeah, would read from? Like, oh, I was like, and then like lifting up, blah 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 blah, blah as they like look at their wrist. Oh, look at that. we cracked it. Oh, I made that up. <laughs> it sounds believable, and that's what counts in politics. And that's yeah, that's pretty much just the whole extent of this uh, podcast. Herc, is stick, go get the stick. I threw a stick, and Herc is going to get it. What? Why not? He what good it. radio? He oh, he's such, a, he's such a good. Look, I know everyone says dogs are good boys or the best boys, but I think Hercules is a contender for the actual he's best boy. He's peeing and he's walking at the same time. Can you do that? I didn't think so. I did it once, Ugh. actually, in this park right over there. I think we chose the marshiest part oh of the park. Oh my god! Yeah, you're wearing boots. I'm wearing just normal runners. Uh, th- why did you lead me through here? Um, it's like it's like Gollum. It's the fastest way. Oh, I see. Oh, look at that fella. That dog's beautiful. Describe that dog for me. He's like an Alsatian, except he's got really short hair and he's brown. 
with white shoes on his front paws. Look, there's a pumpkin. There's just a smashed pumpkin on the ground. This is a weird park. This is a weird park. We're going to keep on walking through the weirdest parts of it as well. This is a dog park until 11am. You're allowed to let the dogs run around. So lots of people are giving us side eyes. Yeah. We're walking a dog but while we're talking into microphones. We're podcasting. Podcasting. Dog casting. I mean, next year, everyone's going to be doing this because everyone's going to have a podcast by then. That's true. If the momentum keeps on going the way it needs to be going. Yeah, the six people who don't currently have a podcast you will guys be podcasting. Will. Yeah. Uh, but what, what are we... What are we going to chat about? I thought since we've been doing this show for about two years now, uh-huh. um, I would ask you a couple of questions about what you actually think about politics. Okay. This is actually the whole point of the show, isn't it? You're supposed to be able to have these conversations. Yeah, and not like have panic attacks. Yeah. And I can feel myself having a little bit of a heart flutter, <laughs> but I don't have the same kind of clamminess, sweatiness. Well, no and, more than usual. Well, that's exactly it. And I don't feel the same lump in my throat and uh, underwear yeah. that uh, I used to. Front and back. <laughs> you react very strangely. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a very, very uh, weird uh, relationship with politics. Uh, but what, what, what did you want to talk about in specifics then? Um, so, if it came to an election in the United States, yeah. which party would you vote for? Well, de- Democrat. Yeah. Like, well, obviously, like, I don't, okay, I don't want to do just blindly. You should always, one thing I've learned from you and from, from all the people we've chatted to is appreciating the kind of the nuances Mm-hmm. and uh, recognising the overlap and basically there's no substitute for doing your research. So if Harvey Weinstein was running as the Democratic candidate exactly. against That's like <laughs> Joe Bloggs, the Republican, right. you may consider. Yeah, exactly, because I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to consider myself so blind as to just decide based on principle as opposed to, you know, actual research and policy. Well, principles are fine, but rather, like defaults, default intuitions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a perfect example of this. Um, I live in America, as you know, and the US midterm elections took place recently enough. Uh, my Facebook feed from my American friends was kind of full of people, you know, giving their two cents on the matter, as is pretty common these days. And one person, who I shall not name, <laughs> just put up a post saying, hey, if you don't know uh, who to vote for, vote Democrat. And I can see where she's going from, where she's coming from. Like, that, the, the idea of, you know, putting our guys in and the democratic values align closely with hers and, like, even us and all that. But I just, there's something about the sentiment of, hey, don't do your research, just blindly do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, if she said Republican, I would be having a really strong reaction to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the fact that it's Democrat is a little bit milder, I guess, but the core of it is still the same, that... You know, blindly doing it just for the sake of doing it is kind of a dangerous, dangerous road, I think. Have you come to the conclusion that they're all awful and nobody should be supported? Because some people do come to that after looking at politics, particularly in the present scene. Uh, Yes, I think the realities clash with my own ideology a little bit. Like, I'm quite an optimistic person in general, but these topics do kind of beat me down a little bit. Big golden retriever. Hello. What do you think his name is? Bob. Bob. He does look like a Bob. Hey, Robert. Nice to meet you. Oh, Hercules is very good at making friends. Hercules loves everybody. That's true. Don't you, Herc? Uh, sorry, what's the question again? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, I'm so, so easy distracted by dogs. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. They're, can, they're, they're all being like yeah, bad, bad guys. They're all bad. Yeah, there's a lot. It, just something about the people it attracts. Yeah, I guess there are commonalities across, across the aisle in terms of the type of people who want to be politicians and, and then are successful in getting into the system and thriving in the system. Yeah. I guess it does breed, regardless there of... There uh, was a really good book brought out in 2018 um, by a lady who writes for The Spectator. I can't remember her name. And I can't specifically remember the title of the book, but it is something like, along the, how do we get the politicians that we 
how do we get these awful politicians, basically? Yeah. And it goes through in minute detail each of the stages of how someone becomes an MP mm-hmm. and describes how the system is so broken that we end up with these politicians. So, What's the alternative, then? Is it... Like direct democracy. Well, for example, that we a very, a very specific one is people may not be aware, but in the UK um, and in Ireland and most places, not the US because they have the primary system, but the person who runs for the Labour Party or the Conservative Party is selected by a very small cadre of party members in the local constituency. Right. So essentially, it's being whittled down by like forty semi-active members of this little club who are not representative of the area that they're putting from, and not only that, but the the main office have the ability to parachute in whoever they want right. and force local constituencies essentially to take them. And if that is essentially a safe conservative seat, they're just going to elect somebody who has nothing to do with the area and nothing to do with actually making legislation, which so is what their main job is supposed to be. It's an illusion of choice rather essentially, than... Essentially, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> these little moments, right, take a beat. And then we come to the thing, like the agreement that, yeah, it is... It is like broken. An illusion <laughs> where I feel, oh, like... It does chip away a little bit here and there. And I guess I opened myself up to that when we started this podcast. Okay. But it's, it's, still, it's a little bit sadistic, right? Like, it's a little bit to, yeah, to like, voluntarily <laughs> keep coming back to a, a something I know. You're Opus Dei. Yeah. Here's your thorned whip. <laughs> <laughs> 17 gyrations in the morning. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. Next question. Um, is Okay, this is New Year's morning. Um, people are happy and don't want to have their buzz killed by us. Yeah. Is there anything you're particularly optimistic about that you've seen in politics over the two years? I mean, uh, looking at, we were just talking about it when we recorded our uh, 2018 wrap-up. There were things like the uh, rainbow wave in the... In the yeah, uh, that's true. Morning. Oh, hello. Hello, doggies. Uh, Mark, stay away from the direwolf. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't need the cable. <laughs> don't need the cable. Oh, no, he's <laughs> you got a good, the cable. He got a good chew. He's okay, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, Bob the Retriever is still watching us, but then runs away. Do you think he actually exists, or is he like a spirit animal who's trying to lead us deeper into the woods? That's true. To kind of show us some sort of political truth. We are walking through a Japanese Totoro-style woods, so we may be being led by the god of the woods. Yeah, it's true. Because it's St. Anne's Park, is probably a retriever. Right, yeah, exactly. Because Bob doesn't have an owner, and he just keeps running off and disappearing. (laughs) Like, where is he now? That's the second time we've seen a dog without an owner running around the place, trying to lead us to places. The last one was too fast, though, so we didn't follow it. Bob's got a nice, ambible pace, so we're going to keep following him. Maybe he's got... uh, like a patro- like he's someone's Patronus and he's going to lead us to a Horcrux. Is it's that- very reminiscent of that scene in Deathly Hallows. Is that a good thing? I don't understand your Harry Potter references. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to explain it now. Where's, Her- where's he going? Herc, he's really interested in them stairs. Maybe he's our Patronus. Maybe- <laughs> this park is fucking filled with Patroni. <laughs> um, so, Optimism. yeah, things, I'm, things yeah. I'm optimistic about. Uh, more representation, so. Is what yeah, more saying. representation. So the, that rainbow wave, like that, that's great. Like that's... That's something we hadn't seen before. And the fact that it came through and not just with a token couple of numbers, but an actual sizable movement. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's something to be really optimistic for. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to focus on stuff to be optimistic about sometimes because the level and ubiquity of the, um, the shittiness seems to sometimes taint everything. Yeah. Uh, so, like, again, just going back to the midterm election example, like that rainbow wave thing is a is, is a great example of something that came out of that election. But there's also 5,000 other shitty stories of, like, the um, uh, those examples of Russian interference we were talking about, mm. voter tampering, or uh, um, voter influencing. <laughs> voter tampering. Voter tampering. Very different to vote tampering. <laughs> <laughs> Just fiddling around with voters. Putin, get off me. <laughs> get out of there, Putin. 
we're coming to a very steep hill. So if you hear one of us fall and yell and eat it, yeah, we're we're going to be on the ground screaming in pain. Yeah, Patronus, where have you led us to? Oh, Bob's gone actually. <laughs> yeah, that's not a Bob? good sign. No oh, shit, they're coming into the evil part of the woods. <laughs> this is where the uh, the 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 kissy the kissy monsters. What are you talking about? From Harry Potter, the ones that suck your soul out. Oh, the Dementors. Yeah. The kissy monsters. They, they suck your soul out by kissing you. It's true. It is called the Dementors Kiss. See? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is the part where... Doesn't that just tell you about... Oh, fucking... Is, so, is there no other way around? No, we're going this way. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is expensive audio equipment. <laughs> okay. Whoa, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> got tangled. Oh, no. Whoa, stop, stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hurt. Just... We're about to go down a steep uh, a decline, and Hercules decided to wrap our XLR cables around his throat like a I fashionable scarf. Put him his responsibility on that one. That was all me. All right. Oh God. Tell you what, I'm not optimistic about is this fucking slope. Baby steps, Richie. Take them wee baby steps. Oh God, catch me, Steve. <laughs> catch me, Steve. <laughs> Look, this this I kind of knew you'd be asking me this question about optimism. And to be honest, it was the question... Damn, so predictable. I know. It was my, the question that I was kind of struggling with the most. <laughs> uh, because honestly, God, I, I am quite an optimistic person in general. Richie, shut I, up. I read setter. <gasps> oh, my God. Richie, shut up. Ducks. <gasps> so many Patroni. Guide us. He's he so looks regal. He's so majestic. He's a Celtic prince. He kind of looks like a... It's like if your dog evolved. Yeah. That's what he'd look like. Morning. Morning. He's a friendly old guy. Hello. Watch out for the cable. Four and a half months. How about Jerry fella? Is he? Ah, uh, still got the, still able to run around, no problem. <laughs> Go on, Herc. Herc, Herc, Herc. Good boy. We're walking past the duck pond in St. Dan's Park, and this is famous for dogs just jumping in after the ducks, <laughs> but not being able to get back out because it's quite a high wall. Oh. And then being covered in green slime because it's not very clean. So, optimism. Yeah, sorry. It's, I'm quite an optimistic person, but I, I do find it hard sometimes. Despite the kind of tone we try to set for the show, Oh, uh, in, my, in, <laughs> in my quieter moments, I do find myself often lacking that optimism, which is something I'm going to try and work on for 2019. Um, because I don't Steve, know, like it sounds like you're saying that you should try and force yourself to be optimistic about no, something no. that you're inclined not to be. No, it's not. It's not forcing. That's too American. You're, you live in London now. You're no. supposed to be, you know, keeping calm and carrying on. Yeah, no, it's not forced optimism at all. It's just so. This, this is a bigger issue I have with politics in general, right? The narrative of. Um, God, everything's so shitty and we're all fucked uh-huh. all the time. Right. right? Which is, it's pre- on both sides, right? It's it's present in Donald Trump's rhetoric of, you know, make America great again. Yeah. As in, America's not great now and let's harken back to some undefined time in our yeah, history yeah, yeah. Yeah. when everything was perfect, which I don't think exists, right? Is that the time when institutional racism was a big thing or <laughs> during one of the many, many wars? Like, what are you referring to specifically? And it's the same on our side. Like, y- you, you know, in over in the UK, say, um, oh hello, he's a fluffy oh, little woofer. fluffy little boy. <laughs> so many good ducks. Interview. Hello, sir. What do you think about Brexit? Oh, he's, oh. he's climbing on me with his mucky little paws. This is actually one of my favourite ways to talk about politics, just surrounded <laughs> by puppies. Uh, but yeah, the, the rhetoric also exists on the the like on the left. So you know, you chat to a bunch of Remainers and talking about Brexit, and yes, yeah, Brexit yeah. is a really shitty situation. But there is this narrative of. The world's gone to shit. It all started in 2016 and it's just been slowly going downhill ever since. And that's like a, a toxic attitude that's, yes, founded on a series of core events, but I think there's a danger in it being the predominant narrative yeah. and dominating everything else. 
because you have to look at who's okay, who's pitching this story on both sides. Herks. Sometimes Herks forgets who's in a walk with. <laughs> uh, who's 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 you know framing it this way, and are they standing to benefit from it? So if you're on the left and people are talking about look how shitty this whole situation is, but you know. Read my blog or follow me, and everything will be okay. Similar, similarly Listen on the right. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe we're we're complicit in this as well. But um, that's, I guess, maybe more so than the optimism thing. That's the thing I want to focus on. Twenty nineteen, okay. like the, f- realigning that narrative in my head and looking at it more holistically rather than letting a couple of tentpole shit things mm. define the tone of the whole year. There is a writer who's a little bit controversial because he kind of is embraced by some of the. Um, People like Sam Harris or Jordan Peterson crowd who are not necessarily popular among the lefties, but he's a guy called Stephen Pinker and he wrote a book a couple of years ago called The Better Angels of Our Nature about how the world is statistically getting better. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Like things like child mortality. Yeah. You know, it's those numbers Death are... from warfare. Yeah, exactly. Like these numbers are something that, that have been improving steadily over the past few years. Like murder rates kind of ubiquitously. Yeah, general crime rates. Are, are, are in de- decline. Like there's, a, there's so many things, but you know... They don't look as good in headlines. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the people, the, some of the reaction against that from the left was, yeah, that's all well and good, but there's still things that are terrible. Which is true, but there's no point in just concentrating on the bad things, because then if you're not going to give yourself credit for the good, you're just going to end up going into the spiral of negativity. Yeah, which I think is kind of what we're in. Yeah. Where from the left side, the Trump thing and the Brexit thing kind of compounded off each other, uh-huh. and it became a feedback loop of two big, huge, shitty things. And then whenever another shitty thing came in, it kind of reinforced that narrative of, oh, the world's gone to shit. And every time a bad thing happened, it just reinforced and reinforced and reinforced in a way that, say, when a good news story comes up, it doesn't have the same counter effect. Yes. Uh, which I think is very dangerous. And I do think maybe we have been complicit in it in the past in talking about how shitty things have been. But I don't think to the same degree that the uh, stuff I'm... We would say that, wouldn't we? We would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think, again, yeah, part of the problem. But that's something I want to focus on, huh. I guess. That's a good resolution. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. So, Richie, um, I'm not sure which point of the show you're going to put it in with the audio of us having needles piercing into our skin, <laughs> making a permanent scar upon our bodies in the shape of a question mark. Yeah, we. Uh, this is something we uh, agreed to drunkenly a couple of weeks back. I was sober. I just cut. Were you? Yeah. You were, was, you were sober was, too. No, I texted you that night out. Oh. And you said yes. Then we talked about the next morning oh, when we were sober. I forgot. Okay, yeah, I was so drunk, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it all started the day after. No, 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 started the night before, as most great things do. Great fire, Bobby style, Scottish Terrier. Majestic beast. <laughs> Go get him, Herc. His name's Sam. Uh, A little girl was asking, what's Herc doing here? I was like, fuck you, lady, what are you doing here? <laughs> Two-year-old child. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we decided to get matching tattoos, like a pair of... <laughs> Transition your suits. <laughs> You've lived, no, no, laughed, no, no. loved no, 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 for the no, whole year. No, no, no. This is more like brothers, you know, in battle. I think it's band, more like a band of brothers, a band of two brothers. You know what I think is more like? It's more like brothers who went on the J1 to Chicago yeah. and had the time of their life and they got yeah. Chicago flag tattooed. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it's it, it's to kind of commemorate, I guess, maybe two years of the podcast. But it's also like we're not just getting the logo tattooed on us. You're it's, not? Oh. <laughs> it's a it's a question mark, which I think you know, if you're to sum up the show in one little ident, it would be it would be that it would be that kind of because I think the show is at its heart kind of a curious thing, an optimistically curious thing, and we kind of wanted to well for me at least. I wanted to get it one because I've had this has been the most fun I've ever had in any project ever, and I want to commemorate that and also kind of put a little permanent reminder of you know the importance of that curiosity. 
So that's why we're going to inflict great pain upon ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, Just for the record, I have a few tattoos already, so yeah. I know what it's like. Yeah. Richie doesn't. I've, no, this is my first. How nervous are you? To be, I'm not that nervous, no? actually. No, that's good. Uh, I'm not that nervous. I think a lot because you've gotten so many and I'm looking at you and you're so calm. So again, maybe I'm just yeah. doing the whole politics thing. I probably, I don't know. Sometimes I have a low tolerance for pain. Sometimes I have a high tolerance for pain. Right. But when it comes to tattoos, they're very sore. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But they're worth it. Yeah, exactly. And so you that, just, if you don't like it, you just rub it off. So it's fine. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's why I heard in all the yeah, blogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> can I tell you what? The one thing I am worried about, you're getting yours on your bicep. I, uh, yeah. I am getting mine on my calf. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking about it this morning because I, I packed shorts with me because I'll need to wear shorts when I'm getting the tattoo. But then I thought, during the summer when I'm actually wearing shorts and people look at the back of my legs <laughs> and there's a question mark on my calf, is it going to look like my socks have a question or my shoes are confused? Like, this is just like a question mark. <laughs> Especially bring them if them. you have a specific character on your socks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're only allowed to wear socks with one character on them now. Is it going to be like an RPG video game where there's an NPC who has a question mark covering above them <laughs> and they're going to give you a side mission? Are people going to come up to me looking for side missions? Well, if they do, you have to have them prepared. Well, that's it. And we are going to wrap up the park walk now because we've approached the dog park and <gasps> Herc wants to go play with some pups. Oh. And so does Richie. Yeah, absolutely. See you soon, folks. Yeah. The sound of needles and screaming. And we're recording. Cool. Do you want to take this? I'll take this. You ready for this, Richie? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Richie just got twirled around for context. I'm like trolling. I've never, I've never felt more vulnerable in my entire life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. Oh, God. I, yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, here we go. Just stay as still as you can, have a chat, yeah. enjoy. I'm sure it'll be okay. Oh, fuck me running. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Terrible. Yeah. Not, not pleasant. It's not, it's not fun, but I mean, we did discuss getting matching massages. Yeah. <laughs> you told me this was a massage appointment. Oh, <laughs> fuck, yeah. It's just like there's an angry bee back there, and he's just going to town. <laughs> Some people find the louder ones talking to, talking worse, to but I find them not as bad as the soft ones. It looks like you find the louder ones worse, and maybe the soft one's going to be fine for you, yeah. which is good because that's going to be the longer one for this. Yeah. Great, great. Oh, you're not really, you're not really able to talk right I now. I can't fucking wait. Whose <laughs> <laughs> fucking idea was this? Yours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, not you. I blame Drunk Richie. Yeah, it's his fault. He, drunk Richie should be the one who's here. And I blame Drunk Steve for uh, accepting it. Well, to be honest, Sober Steve would accept it too. <laughs> How are you holding up? Good. Can you just keep... Like, I've just met Adam for the first time and he seems like a nice guy, but can you check up and make sure he's not, like, drunk? And drunk? No, he's, uh, it's pretty clear. He's got a circle down. A perfect circle. <laughs> Whatever you want. And now we go in for the final cut. Adam, what's the worst tattoo you've ever been asked to put on someone? In terms of the concept, uh, ooh, oh, def- some Nazi stuff, I think. What? I'm actually have to fix up some Nazi stuff for a dude as well who got this like random Nazi tattoo put on him by a dude in Berlin, and he didn't want one. Like he just he asked for like an eagle, and your man just took the swastika off some old Nazi emblem oh and God. boshed his pure like fucking fascist looking eagle on it. <laughs> wow. Steve, Steve, help me double check this tattoo. Is that <laughs> there's no Nazi connotations here? <laughs> That's crazy. Dude asked for a tattoo on his um, his fucking butthole, not a sphincter. Before I thought I didn't do that because it's just not all hygienic. <laughs> and, uh, what, what was he looking for there? Uh, I think it was the female symbol. Do you know the little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Classy. Something classy. It's <laughs> got a deep, deep meaning. I that got, um, she got like a heart on her wedding band finger and then he got like the Jesus fish with googly eyes and his tongue sticking out and a ball sack hanging off it and underneath it said pimp of the ocean. <laughs> Awesome. I have an idea for a tattoo actually. You get you tattoo on me like a really splodgy outline of the shape of Ireland, and then I can kick in the doors of the doll and like expose my buttocks where it's on, claim it's a birthmark, and say I am the true highborn king of Ireland. Seed all power to me. Is that does that go against some sort of like ethical code? Do that shit for free. <laughs> yes, I know what my second tattoo is. <laughs> How are you feeling about your tattoo? Yeah, fine. Yeah. But you're tattooed up the fuck like a stereotypical biker in a cartoon or something. I feel like an amateur surrounded in a tattoo parlour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you think I feel? Sore. Yeah, quite, quite sore, yeah, quite sore. Relieved, that too, that too. I'm just glad it's not like, a, there's no Nazi symbology to this, it turns out. Turns out that's a concern for people. It's not Alan's fault, it's yours. Right, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know Hitler used to ask questions. <laughs> so Steve's now getting his tattoo on his bicep. Adam, tell me this: Is it harder to tattoo on skin or onto pure gun metal? <laughs> yeah, this, his arms just bending my needles. It's like it's gone through. We've gone through eight needles now already. Ouch! He raises eyebrows. That's about as much emotion as you're gonna get with Steve. Oh my God! St- it's, this is this is a, an audio medium, so you can't see what's happening. But Steve just popped an erection. From uh... <laughs> can to explain yourself, Steve? I don't need to explain anything. You, you masochistic bastard. Do you, do you, Adam, do you get many perverts in this parlor? Just Steve. Just Steve. God, Steve. Can't take anywhere. We're done. And we're outside. That's probably why you can't hear needles and also heavy metal music. How do you, you feel, Steve? A little bit sore, but all good. How yeah. do you feel? Uh, I'm addicted. <laughs> nah, nah, it's I fine. you got three more tattoos. I know, right? <laughs> uh, no, that was great. That was surprisingly good. Uh, check out the link in the show notes for uh, Adam's profile on Instagram and also uh, Dublin uh, Ink Factory as well and give them a follow if you want to get a tattoo and you're in Dublin I think we just throw it back to us in the park I know the pa- uh, past Richie or future Richie because we're recording this in the future but Rich- Richie has a closing anecdote he wants to tell Steve about in the doggy park where we, where, we, where we started this whole episode I can't wait to hear it even though I already heard it yeah, no, no spoilers alright take it away so closing anecdote closing anecdote um, <laughs> it's cheesy. Do you remember when we first met, Steve? No, I was just thinking about this last night. The context and when we became friends, like when we first met. Yeah, Patricia asked me how that happened last night. Uh, so, context for listeners: Steve and I both went to Dublin City University. DCU. DC. DCU. DCU for life. <laughs> Go Hawks! <laughs> you know they do that in America every yeah. time. Like, <laughs> Get out of here, dickheads. That's yeah. the DCU one. That's, yeah. <laughs> go, dickheads. The DCU, dickheads. No, go. Get out of here. <laughs> go, dick. Go away, dickheads. Uh, but yeah, we hey, both Mike. Went. Hello. Mike the Boxer is <gasps> running over to us. Oh, Mike. What do you have to say, Mike? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Good dog. Uh, Loads oh, of Oh, my God. Loads of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't bite that. Don't bite that. <laughs> Mike's a good boy. He's a great boy. Yeah, we both went to DCU, and in <laughs> Mike, we're trying to do a serious <laughs> podcast. 
Oh, don't ever change. Keep talking. We both went to DCU, and there was a little thing in DCU called the Society Life Committee. Yeah. Which, in my final year of college, through some inexplicable means, I ended up as the chairperson of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. People liked you for some stupid so reason. I know. It was crazy, right? Um, but the Society Life Committee, in summary, was like a governing body that sat over all of the society, so all the extracurricular Pretty big budget. Six like, figures. Yeah, like, what, quarter of a million, I think, yeah, our year yeah. when we did it? Big, big, a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money for, for like, I was 21 at the time. Uh, but yeah, we, were, we, we sat uh, as a committee over all the societies and kind of helped regulate them, helped set up new ones, helped kind of run the old ones with the, the committee members of those separate societies. And I kind of fell into this role to the machinations of the previous <laughs> chairperson. Uh, was that Ed? That was Ed. And I was much like now, I only realized this last night, let's just think about it. It's kind of the same situation as this podcast where I was a fish out of water and you were also on that committee and were like my right hand man and basically helped me govern or like helped me to in this capacity, in this the, in political the capacity, it, yeah. yeah, that I did, just didn't understand. And you know what, Steve? I never, this is how, how out of water I was with it. I didn't even view it as a political thing, a political endeavour at all, until I started thinking about it last night. And you didn't even realise that even though you were involved in a presidential campaign on the back of that as well. Yeah. You were like actually part of a party, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I did, uh, like, a buddy I, of mine ended up running for student president at the end of the year and Richie was so ingrained into our little social group, which essentially was a supporting political party for him. He was, you yeah. You were a core part of it. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I, you were like, hey, yeah, wait I, a minute, these are similar. Yeah, exactly. And I did like, uh, I did some uh, some of his like uh, campaign work, like with posters and stuff. And um, There were lots of puppies. And was, there was a puppy yeah. party as well that helped, which is probably one of the main reasons he got such a big following. Also, his policies are pretty good. But uh, yeah, I didn't even view those things as political endeavours. That's how, that's how much outside of my comfort zone I am on this. So, I think it was always going to be the case where this podcast was always going to happen because we've already done it. Like we already did it for a year, but just with, you know, DCU as our what on politics at the time. And so history is doomed to repeat itself. I'm just, I'm distracted. It is an amazing anecdote and yeah. I'm delighted that you come to this profound realization, but Herc is annoying someone who has treats. <laughs> and there's a corgi. I love oh, corgis. I get that too. Uh, yeah. So you didn't realize after all this time that you were doing politics practically. And then we yeah. became drinking buddies for a while. And then you were like, oh. I need to know more about this politics thing that I've never done before. That so. I've never, I've no experience with politics so as opposed it, to like I had a six <laughs> figure budget and a governing committee with like people with different interests. Yeah, exactly. I had different people on the committee with different roles and responsibilities. We had to delegate. We had our own constituents, basically. We had to work with policy. We had to do all these things. And I was in charge of it. And I didn't realize that was politics. Well, there you go. I am a lost cause. And then in a couple of years' time, you'd be like, so I go to this parliament. Yeah. So and I vote on these laws, and apparently that's politics. <laughs> I, like, stood for election. Oh, Beagle Wool. Oh. I stood for election. I got voted in. And now they're telling me that that's politics? Steve. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of town. But, look... I think, I don't know what the point of the anecdote was, I just thought it was interesting, it but is. it just kind of serves to illustrate how unaware I am and how much I appreciate your guidance both then and now and whenever we, I, I guess, run, run for office in Ireland in the future and you end up being my chief advisor or whatever. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. I wouldn't, be, is, very, I wouldn't is, be very good. This is as far as I'm taking you. <laughs> A dog park. Now let's shut the fuck up and play with some boxer and corgi pups. Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year, people. Happy New Year. See you soon.
This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Did you ever dream of being a perfect Wakefield twin? Let us show you what a terrible idea that is. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And on Double Love, we take you through the strange and terrifying world of classic 80s teen book series Sweet Valley High, book by book. Join us every second Thursday for a new episode. Looking.